Hey you, welcome back. So in this month's episode, I'm going to give it all away. I am going to be giving you a workshop on how to craft a spiritual practice that helps you supernaturally attract what you want and manifest your desires. And I'm doing this because here in March, we are in a one universal month in numerology, which is actually the official start of the new year. And I was thinking, what could I give you guys that would absolutely change the trajectory of this year? What can I give you that can change your life? That's what I'm going to be sharing today. I'm Nat Olson, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's use the ancient wisdom of the numbers and our connection to our spiritual life to become guided and resourced professionals. Move into that next level, bringing enchantment, impact, and income into our lives. This is an episode that you can come back to if you ever want to like take the red pill, if you ever want to like wake up from the matrix, if you ever need a reminder that yes, we do live in this magical reality. Yes, there is a magical energy responding to us and we simply need to learn how to collaborate with this energy so that we can create the life of our dreams. So in this workshop, I'm going to be sharing with you a powerful ancient symbol in numerology that can help us do just that. This is a symbol that can help us manifest miracles in new and elevated ways. I'm also going to share the three biggest mistakes in our spiritual journey and in our spiritual practice that prevent us from manifesting this next thing, that really make us feel disempowered, that make us feel um, disengaged with the magic of life. And my favorite part, I'm going to be sharing the three-pronged approach, the three-pronged model to crafting your own spiritual practice. This approach is something that I have crafted from working with clients for over 10 years. This approach has helped my clients and I make the impossible possible in our businesses, in our lives, in our worlds. It's helped us manifest soulmate friends, partners, clients, manifest new levels of income and impact, defy our upbringing, defy where we came from, where we're truly crafting a life on our terms. And I'm going to share all of this in a way that is simple and effective. So even if you are a busy business professional, even if you are a parent, that you can still access this magic. You can still collaborate with that bigger and greater energy and make the supernatural happen without moving to an ashram, without putting crystals in your bra, without spending two hours in the morning connecting. I cannot wait to share all of this with you. Really quick, I want to say thank you to those of you who donated to support this work this past month. Thank you to Dawn, Animistic Art, Stephen, Colette, Brian. I appreciate you guys so much. If you find this episode helpful, if the Numerology Chick podcast inspires you and you want more, you can support this work by sharing it with friends and family, by donating. There's always a link in the show notes to do so. And you can also rate it over on your podcast app. That actually helps out a lot. And also, 
If the topic of this month's episode speaks to you and you want more, you want to dive deeper into the magic, you can join the seventh floor over on Patreon. The seventh floor is where by the 15th of the month, you receive an audio prayer uh, meditation to imprint a new thought, an elevated belief around the theme of the episode so that you can better co-create with the universe. So you can receive what you need to move to that next level in your life. So for $5 a month, you'll get access to the seventh floor. And this month, on the seventh floor, Patreon members are getting two things, not just one. You are going to get the magical prayer that you always get, but you're also going to get the video version of the workshop that I'm sharing here in this episode. So if you're more of a visual person, somebody who learns by watching, that can be a great resource for you. Okay, now let's dive in. Hey you, my name is Nat Olson and I am here to give you this incredible workshop on awakening your spirituality and creating miracles in your life with the zero. So I'm not going to be really formal in this workshop. I want to just like get right into it and just pretend that we're good friends at a coffee shop talking about magic, okay? In this workshop, I'm going to be sharing with you a powerful ancient symbol that I believe holds this special kind of magic to awaken our spirituality in deeper and greater ways so that we can manifest miracles and co-create what it is that we want in our lives. I'm also going to be sharing how to be spiritual and awaken our spirituality in a simple and effective way versus, you know, thinking that we have to move to an ashram or spend two hours every morning in a spiritual practice. Trust me, I have been a spiritual coach now for over a decade and it doesn't have to be complicated. So I'm gonna share how you can be spiritually enchanted, spiritually guided and resourced in a simple and effective way, even if you're busy. I've got a crazy four-year-old. She might bust through the door at any moment, right? So we wanna know how we can do this um, in an accessible way in our lives. And I will share with you my three-pronged approach. It's a really simple model for a spiritual practice that has helped me and my clients make the impossible possible in our lives. Break cycles, elevate our lives, elevate our income, elevate our impact. Um, a three-pronged approach to a spiritual practice that can help you do this without exhausting you, okay? All right, so... Um, I'm going to refer to my notes a lot because I've got a lot to share. So before I discovered what I'm about to share with you today, I was really struggling spiritually. Um, no matter how many years I went to Catholic school, I went to Catholic school kindergarten through eighth grade, no matter how many times I went to the Buddhist monastery for summer school, no matter how many times I read religious texts like the Bhagavad Gita, or the Upanishads, or the Bible, or the Tao Te Ching, spiritual connection just wasn't there for me, right? I didn't feel the presence of something bigger and greater than me in the ways that I had read about in books, in the ways that the mystics had talked about. But all of that changed when I discovered the zero. When I discovered the zero, it was like this doorway and this portal to a magical room where suddenly my spiritual life was rehabilitated. And it was the first time that I really experienced 
what the mystics had talked about for thousands of years, where you can actually feel the presence of that energy in your life, right? Hold on, my heater just turned on. I'm gonna pause this. So it was an awakening my relationship to my spirituality with the zero that everything changed and that I was able to manifest incredible things that I would have never been able to create on my own. And so I want to start this workshop by sharing a magical story. And if you've been following my work for a while, you might have already heard this because it's one of my favorite magical stories to share of manifestation. But I want you to know right out of the gates that what we're talking about here, this isn't about just being spiritually connected. This isn't about sort of being a spiritual person, right? What we're talking about here is knowing that our spirituality, when it's properly awakened, is an effective and practical strategy in our lives. Um, I think a lot of us think that spirituality is about transcending our reality, right? It's about like removing ourselves from it or being above and beyond it. Um, but awakening our spirituality to me means that we are better able to move the needle and make things happen in this playground of life, right? Okay, so really early on when I just discovered the zero, I also happened to have been going through a very, very painful divorce. And I remember calling my dear girlfriend, Gina, and I was in tears and I was basically saying, I'm so afraid because I feel like this failed marriage is really an example of how all relationships are and how all men are. And if that's the case, I don't think I'm ever gonna love again. I don't think that I'm ever gonna be able to um, let this into my life again. And because she's such a good girlfriend, she's like, you know what, Nat? You need to walk your talk here, right? You believe that there's a magical energy behind the scenes. You believe that this zero points to something um, incredibly enchanting. Write a list. Write a list of what it is that you want in a man moving forward. And so I wrote this list begrudgingly. Like I just didn't think that that this would ever come true. But I sat down and I wrote a list of all of the things I learned I didn't want, all the things that I was afraid of manifesting in a partner. And then I wrote down that master list of what it is that I did want, right? And I even like prioritized it. We're like, okay, here are the top five things. And then here are all of these like other awesome things that I would want in a partner. And I, I still remember I was in the bathtub after writing this list and I was almost like pleading with the universe, like, please, I don't ever want to be hurt like this again. Please help me. <laughs> so I put that list away and fast forward to months later, I had started dating, started interacting with other guys. And there was this one guy that I was dating and I knew he wasn't really a prospect. He was so different from me, but I invited him to a wedding to a friend's wedding. And to my surprise, he decided to go because it was this hippy dippy trippy wedding in Ashland, Oregon. And he, he was this sort of quiet cowboy type, right? So we arrive at the wedding venue and we walk up to the entrance and they had this table with all of these river rocks on it. And they were asking the wedding guests to choose a river rock 
and to write one word on your rock that represents the one gift that you want to give the bride and groom for a successful marriage. So I pick up a rock and I'm writing my one word down and I kind of eye my date because I'm like, there's no way he's going to do this. But he was, he was writing something down. So we put the rocks in our pockets. We walk in. It's a beautiful ceremony. And at the end, they ask all of the guests to get in a single file line in front of the bride and groom. And when it's your turn, you walk up to them. You say, I give you the gift of and you speak the word you wrote down on your rock and you place it at their feet. So as I'm filing through all these people to get in line, I notice that my date is doing so as well, which again is shocking to me. There's other people who weren't comfortable with this, right? And um, so when it is my date's turn, he walks up to my friend Ben, the groom, looks him straight in the eyes and I remember his words reverberated I felt like through the whole room he said I give you the gift of honor and he put his rock at their feet and walked away and it took all of my strength to not start crying in that moment I felt the presence of the zero I felt the presence of this bigger and greater energy because the number one quality that I had written on my list was honor. I had never told anybody that except my girlfriend. It wasn't a part of my vocabulary as I was dating. No other person at that event wrote down that word. And that man, that quiet sort of cowboy type man, became my husband and now we have a four-year-old daughter together and he is my bestest friend and he is precious. He's everything that I always wanted but never thought I could have. <sighs> there is a magical energy responding to us. <laughs> we might just have to develop a better awareness of this energy and develop better tools to connect to it. And that's what this workshop is all about. So let's talk about the zero and talk about what I've learned about this symbol that can help us awaken our spirituality and can help us co-create with that bigger presence, right? So as a numerologist, it is my job to study the mysticism of numbers and to see that numbers are symbols that point to fundamental patterns in the universe. Now, you know, you and I have numbers in our numerology chart, right? That point to our greatest gifts, our purpose, our calling, our needs, all of this juicy stuff. But I noticed really early on that the zero was not a number that was in our numerology chart, right? And this really intrigued me, right? It was sort of like a number is missing. And so I became fascinated with the zero just as a abstract concept. And I started to research it some more. And I researched and studied ancient mathematics, um, ancient Mayan and Greek thought. And I started studying in particular what they said about the zero, which is that the zero is the ultimate source. It's the place, the portal where all things come from. It's sort of the original sauce and soup of existence. And so you could say then that the ancients were communicating that the zero is what we may now call God. Um, but the zero 
as a symbol points to perhaps surprising qualities of the divine, of God, that may actually be new to us and that actually drastically change and clarify our spiritual game. So I started to notice the correlation between what the ancients were discovering about the zero, the source, about God, um, and what modern scientists were discovering about the zero. Um, <laughs> the ancients believed that the zero was the place where everything came from, right? Well, quantum physicists discovered some similar things. They discovered that everything that is physical is made up of what they call the zero point field. So it's the quantum physicists, it's their job to basically look as deep down into physical matter as they can, to take the most powerful microscopes known to man and find out what is physical matter made of? Where does it come from? What is this physical reality all about? So when they did this, they found something absolutely astounding. This table, your phone or computer, the physical atoms of existence, are made up of 99.999% empty space, what they coined the zero-point field. All things that are physical, all things that exist, are made up of this substance and this soup. And they even went so far as to say that it is an energy, it is a field, um, and so that maybe instead, I would say, maybe instead, of God being a, a being or a, a figurehead, maybe God is the zero. Maybe God is this infinite mind, this infinite field of energy that's coursing through us and around us, right? And of course, this isn't new. This is something that's been talked about for, for thousands of years, but it's a new way of looking at it. Um, these quantum physicists didn't only discover that everything that's physical is made up of this empty space, right, this field of energy, but they discovered that this empty space is not inert. It's not passive. It's active. And it responds to us. Have you ever heard of the term the observer effect? The observer effect was coined by physicists who were observing the zero-point field. Because what they started to find is that the scientists who were trying to observe the field, they found that they were influencing and affecting the outcome of the experiment. So when the scientist was there observing the field, different things would happen than when he went on a coffee break. <laughs> so it was almost as though this energy, the zero-point field, was in an active collaborative relationship with the scientist. And so these were the things that I discovered. I discovered that the zero represents that timeless, infinite energy that's always available to us. It's the place where we came from. It's the place that we'll go back to when we're done here, right? But I also discovered that it's responsive to us, that we're in a collaborative relationship with it. And so in being able to be a woman or a man who is guided, who is buoyed, who is moved by something bigger than ourselves, we need to really apply these two principles. 
we need to bring them into our lives so that we can awaken our spirituality in a way that's really taking these things into account. So um, I think that these two principles also help us understand why maybe in the past, connecting with our spiritual life might not have worked or might not have sticked. And so, like as an example, one of the mistakes that we make on our spiritual journey is to think that this reality is just physical, right? Now, of course, like that kind of defies being spiritual, right? But I think a lot of us do fall prey to that, that paradigm of Newtonian physics, that this physical world is just globs of atoms running into each other. But the zero proves otherwise, right? What we've learned about the zero and the zero point field, it tells us that that isn't true. There, there is sort of this unexplainable, mysterious energy at the source of all things physical that responds to that to us. And you already know that, and that's why you're here, <laughs> right? You've already had synchronous experiences in your life or unexplained happenings that have gently nudged you in this direction of believing that this is not just a muggle world, that there is a magic behind the scenes, right? Okay, so another mistake then that we make on our spiritual journey that kind of goes in this complete other direction is to think that we are at the absolute whim of God, the zero external forces, right? That we just have to completely let go and let the will of God or the will of the universe carry us or that we're being rewarded or punished by the divine, right? And this also defies what the zero tells us. Right? It tells us that to truly be spiritually awakened and to truly be spiritually resourced, we have to understand the part that we play in this relationship. It is a collaborative relationship. This energy responds to us. Perhaps we were given the greatest gift of all, which is free will. Right? We get to be the creative screenwriters of our lives. Right? And then there's one other place that we go that can defy what we've learned about the zero and can stop us on our spiritual journey. And this is actually a very controversial point that I'm gonna be making. When we get further down on our spiritual journey, right? Like we're like, wait, this isn't a physical world. Um, and wait, I'm not at the whim of God, I'm collaborating with God. Sometimes we go in this other extreme direction especially in the New Age movement, where we make the mistake of thinking that we are 100% soul creators. It's almost like we forget that God exists, we forget that that energy in that field exists, and we think that we are it and we are everything. We think that we are the ones that have to figure it all out, that we are the ones that is you know, attracting everything and anything, that we're responsible for all of the things. And I think that actually this is one of the culprits for so many of my clients when they come to me that prevents them from actually being spiritually guided and manifesting incredible miracles, right? Is if you believe that you are just the source of it all and that it's all on you, um, then you actually miss one of the essential steps to a spiritual practice that creates miracles, the receive step. We'll talk about that in a second. But the zero really tells us that this field of energy 
is infinite. It is timeless, and thus it knows more, has seen more, has access to more than our little human minds and our little human hands, right? It is in, around, and through everything. This energy has been there for every baby that's ever been created, every couple that's ever fallen in love, every kingdom or business that has thrived, right? So can we access this wisdom? Can we collaborate with it? Um, are we responsible creators of our lives? Yes. But being receptive to the greater guidance and insight and inspiration from what is beyond us is so essential. Okay? So, the zero is real. It is something that the ancients understood. It is something that modern scientists have validated is at the root of matter. And it is a field of energy that responds to us. So that means that this is not just a physical muggle world. There is a wizard world behind the scenes. Um, it definitely you know, means that we are collaborators. We have a say over how our beautiful lives go. And we also have a cosmic best friend who wants to support us, guide us, buoy us, and inspire us to manifest the impossible. So what do we do with this? How do we craft a spiritual practice? How do we awaken our spirituality knowing now these, these beautiful pieces of wisdom that the zero teaches? Okay, so I am going to share with you how to craft a spiritual practice that enables us to make the impossible possible. And to do that, I'm going to be revealing this really simple model for a spiritual practice that includes just three steps. That's it. And this simple model has helped my clients and I awaken our spirituality, even if we're busy parents, busy spouses, busy students, right? That we can still be supported and guided and empowered in co-creating what's on our heart, even if we got a lot going on in our lives. And some of the things that myself and my clients have manifested from this really simple model of spiritual connection have been like internal qualities of more peace, more confidence, more faith, um, diminishing their anxiety and fear, but then also external beautiful things like manifesting soulmate partners and soulmate friends and soulmate clients or reaching new levels of revenue in their businesses or in their companies or in their career or heightening their impact and influence in their industry. And all of this because when we find a way to be spiritually awakened, spiritually supported and spiritually guided, when we're open to this resource, we can do more, be more, and have more. We can create things with our cosmic best friend that we cannot create on our own, okay? So let's dive into how to create this spiritual practice, how to awaken our spirituality at a, a bigger and greater level with the wisdom of the zero. First, I'm gonna say something that's a little bit controversial, it might be, um, but it's that to really invest in our spiritual practice, it is so important to get clear on what we want to create. I believe that one of the things that the zero teaches, because it's in a collaborative relationship with us, is that we were given this imaginative, imaginative creative capacity for a reason. We are here to play in the physical world to see what is possible. So if we're not showing up with a desire in our spiritual practice of what we want to do, be, or have next, it's almost like we're defying what we're here for. It's almost like we are working against the natural bond with the divine, right? 
So it's so important that you dive into your spiritual practice with a check-in on your desires, right? That you know what it is that's on your heart next that you want to create. I think a lot of us think that um, spiritual practices are about almost escaping from or transcending life, transcending life's challenges, life's desires, and these kinds of things. But I actually believe our spiritual practice is really about co-creating what is next for us, what it is that we want, in addition to feeling emotionally supported and resourced, right? So what I want you to do right now is just really quickly check in with yourself and ask yourself, what is most on your heart right now? of what you want to be, do, or have. And I don't want you to feel the pressure of like choosing the right desire because that's not what this is about. This is about just like opening up your heart to realizing that a part of what the zero wants is the zero just wants you to feel in the creative flow. The zero just wants you to play with your life, okay? And so it could be that what you want to create next is more money or revenue in your business, or you want more intimacy in your relationship, or maybe like the story that I shared earlier, maybe you want to manifest a soulmate partner, right? Or it could be that you want something that is more of a quality. Maybe you want to feel more confident or you want to feel more at peace or you want to heal, right? But whatever that heartfelt desire is, like where it's just coming from that deep place of yearning, that desire, I believe, was seated there. It was seated there by the divine of what to focus on next, okay? And knowing that our spiritual practice is there not just for connection, but also to move the needle in our lives, to manifest what it is that we want, this is a huge motivating factor. This allows us to be more engaged in this relationship. Um, and I believe that it all also is what this relationship is here for, okay? So, with that awareness of the desire that is most on your heart, let's dive into the three aspects of a spiritual practice that can change the game, that can awaken you at a deeper level, and that can help you manifest miracles in your life. I'm going to go through the three steps really quick, and then I'm going to break them down more in depth. Step one, connect. Step two, communicate. And step three, receive. I have been doing this now for over a decade and this simple model is, it's so exciting because I know it seems so simple, but like these three steps are all that you need to be a woman or a man that walks with the zero, that walks with God, that walks with faith and that feels supernaturally supported. So the thing is, is that if you miss one of these steps, if one of these things is deficient in your spiritual practice or routine, your spirituality is going to suffer. It's not going to flow. It's not going to feel natural. And that deep, nurturing, supportive relationship with your cosmic best friend is going to weaken. So let's break down each of these steps and why they're so important. So the first step is connect. And connect means affirm, look, feel in the direction of the infinite, of this infinite field of energy. And I would say that this connect step is is really about turning away from this limited physical world, from the muggle world, and turning your sights back to the energetic world. So if it were a task, it would be something that you're doing that helps you remember 
that the wizard world exists, that helps you remember what the zero teaches us, all physical matter is actually made up of this field of energy that is our energetic home, right? That this isn't just a world where globs of atoms are running into each other. So I want to share with you some examples of what it looks like to do this step one to connect. But I do want to say there's a caveat to this. Um, I'm a deep believer that every single one of us has our own unique way of connecting and our own unique way of accessing each one of these steps. So I really want you to rely on what inspires you and what works for you. So this is more an exercise in us brainstorming on what generates this feeling of connection, okay? So here are some examples of what I and clients um, have shared makes us feel connected to that wizard world. Um, reading a spiritual text is an example, right? Something that awakens your knowing that there is more to life than just the physical. So for some people, that's Dr. Joe Dispenza, or it could be the Bible, or it could be um, the Tao Te Ching, or it could be the science of mind materials, right? Anything that generates that feeling, that reminds you, oh, that's right. This is not just a physical world. Another example, actually my best girlfriend, this, was, this is how she connects, is in nature. And for her, it's the moon. When she looks at the moon, she can feel that presence. She can feel the presence of that mystery, that bigger and greater energy where she came from. She can feel it wash over her. So for a lot of people, nature, the sky, the night sky or the morning sky or the moon generates that connection. Um, mine is kind of embarrassing because <laughs> mine is not like very mystical. Um, but one of my favorite ways to connect is simply to say hi. Like I'll just wake up and I'll grab my cup of coffee and I'll walk to the window and I'll look up at the sky and I'll just say hi. I can feel you. I can feel your presence, right? Um, a couple of other ones that have really helped for people is um, like an altar or intentional space that they walk into where they've generated the time uh, connecting, closing their eyes, feeling this mystery, feeling this presence. And so when they walk into this intentional space or altar, it generates that feeling more easy for them, right? But again, this connect step is whatever generates that for you. Okay, now let's move on to the communicate step. Communicate means talk to and reach out to the zero point field, to the divine, with your words, with your desires, right? Somehow communicate. And remember what we learned is that the zero is collaborative. It wants us to work with it. The zero can't work for us, it has to work through us. We need to communicate on an active basis. And actually I would say that if there was one step that most people miss, it's actually the communicate step. Very few people communicate on a regular basis. And it's almost like, um, like if you do communicate, you might do it like once every six months, <laughs> you know? Um, like you think that you just have to do it like once and then like, boom, it's done. But no, we need to communicate on a regular basis um, because you are an integral part of this co-creative process. And so we need to declare and presence and feed that desire that you maybe checked in with earlier on in this workshop, right? 
So I'll give you some examples of how we might communicate with God with the zero, right? How we might imprint that field with what it is that we want to create next. Um, it could be a prayer where you literally make a request, right? Please help me. Please guide me to this desire, to this next thing that's on my heart. I don't quite know how to do it and I need your insight. So it could be a prayer. Um, it could be journaling about what you're afraid of or what you're anxious about and thus what you need help with, right? And I think this is such an important key because so much of the time we think that a spiritual practice means unicorns and sunshine, right? It means like, oh, I'm gonna be saying affirmations and doing gratitudes and, and that is actually a part of the communicate step, which I'll get to in a second, but there's space here for you to be human. There's space here for you to be challenged. There's space here for you to say, you know what, today, what's on my heart is I need your help and guidance because I'm stuck, right? So journaling here on what you're afraid about or what you're anxious about and specifically saying, please guide me, please help me, please give me resolution here is so important. Um, other examples of communicating are the ooey gooey fun stuff like a vision board where you're basically saying, this is who I wanna be, this is what I wanna do, this is what I wanna have. That's a form of communication. Affirmations, one of my favorite, right? You repeat a sentence about what you wanna believe or about what you want to be true. That's a form of communication. Visualization of any kind, doing a guided visualization. All of these things are ways that we communicate, ways that we say, this is what's on my heart. This is what I wanna do with the gift of free will that you've given me, where I get to direct my attention to what I wanna do, who I wanna be, where I wanna go, right? Knowing what we desire is so important because so many people not knowing what they desire cannot truly communicate from a place of intentionality. Does this make sense? So it's like if you don't know what you desire and if you don't give yourself permission to know that it's spiritual to desire something, that it's actually a catalyst for a deeper bond with spirit, right? Then when you get to the communicate step, you get mucked up. <laughs> it's like, what do I communicate? <laughs> that's, that's what you get to do here. You get to check in with, this is what's on my heart. This is what I want, okay? Okay, um, now let's go into the receive step. So receive means listening and being open to a response from the zero and from the divine, right? We know that the zero, that quantum field responds to us. We know that observer effect is a thing in science because we are, we are collaborators. It is responding to our thoughts, our feelings, our intentions. So the key then is to have an attitude of receptivity and anticipation. Okay, and really receiving is being open to the next breadcrumbs, right? Like earlier, I was talking about manifesting my soulmate, my husband, right? But I didn't tell you about the breadcrumbs. I didn't tell you about how I needed to be in receptive mode to get there. So that started by being receptive to my girlfriend's suggestion. I, she was like an angel that came in and said, write this list. That was my first breadcrumb. That was my, my first sort of inspired guidance that I got. So I did the list, right? And then a colleague randomly at a mastermind out of the blue said, I think you would really like rock climbing. You should start rock climbing. 
It doesn't mean that we say yes to anything that comes our way, but I could feel in my heart there was something resonant there. There was something nudging me. There was like, there was an answer to my prayer here. So I started rock climbing and that's where I met my husband, right? And then the feeling to nudge and go to the rock gym on a Sunday, which I never did. And that happened to be the one day that my future husband was rock climbing, right? So being in receptive mode, being open to inspired guidance is so key. So many of my clients will giggle and laugh together because <laughs> they're like, um, in our coaching sessions, they will you know, say, gosh, I, I, don't, I haven't been receiving guidance, I feel a bit stuck. But then when they actually start to talk it through, they've received like five pieces of guidance of what they need to be doing next, you know? We think it's gonna be these like big burning bush moments. We think if we wanna manifest like a partner, for instance, that he's just gonna arrive, right? And like knock on our door and there he is fully manifested, you know? Or we think if we have like a revenue goal, right? That again, it's like, oh, suddenly a client's just gonna come and drop that money at our feet. And um, usually what ends up happening instead is that there are these beautiful breadcrumbs, these beautiful little answers to our prayers that we have to take action on to get from point A to point B, right? So the receive step simply means looking for the next breadcrumb, being open to the next breadcrumb, following that inspired guidance, looking for and taking note of those shower aha moments or those little ideas that you get when you are on a walk, right? We get them, we receive them. The zero is so lovingly responding to our communication, but we oftentimes skim over them because they're whispers, right? So I want you to really be open to receiving that guidance, to take note of them, to act on them, even if they seem silly. Another example of following an inspired guidance or receiving could be pulling a card from a deck or um, experiencing some sort of synchronicity that feels very important to you, right? There's a bunch of different ways that we receive that inspired guidance through other people, through messengers, through conversations, through divination decks, through animals, right? There's a bunch of different ways but the thematic here is that when that inspired guidance comes, when you feel that feeling in your heart of, oh, there's something here, that you receive it, you take it serious, you act on it. Okay, so connect, communicate, receive. I wanna talk to you um, about how this might actually look in our spiritual routine, day-to-day -day -day life, right? So I'll give you two examples, okay? So let's say I wake up in the morning and I get my coffee and I go and sit on my back porch and I look up at the morning sky and I just simply say, thank you for giving me life or I can feel you. I can feel you. Hi. That's connect. Okay. Communicate. Then I share an affirmation that's connected to my desire. Maybe, maybe my desire of becoming a successful spiritual coach, right? So I remember this one. I used to say this a lot. I'm a highly skilled and sought-after spiritual coach. Or maybe it would be sort of a prayer, like help guide me to how I can best help others and support my family. Okay? That's the communicate step. Okay? And then the receive step. Maybe as I'm sitting there sipping my coffee, I get this little 
nudge, this little inspired idea to go back and start reading that book that I love that better hones my craft. That's it. That's an example of what it looks like to awaken our spirituality with a zero. Another example. Let's say you wake up in the morning and you decide to pull out your favorite spiritual book. Maybe it's like um, The Science of Mind and you read a passage and you're reminded that the world is made of energy and it's not just physical, okay? And then you look at your vision board. That's the communicate, right? You close your eyes and you imagine that you are her right now. You're communicating. And then to receive, you don't receive anything right away, right, as you're sitting there. But later in the day, a friend reminds you that you were happiest when you were doing yoga. And you realize that that was the next breadcrumb. That was the answer to your prayer of, I want to be this person on my vision board, on my Pinterest board, right? Is, ooh, maybe it's time to start up my yoga practice again. Does this make sense? I know that we think that to be one of those spiritually resourced, buoyed people, to be that woman or man of faith, to be that person that other people look at and go, how are they making the impossible possible? We think that it has to be complex, that it has to be like over the top. But I'm telling you from doing this for over a decade now, from working one-on-one with clients, working with people that are manifesting the most incredible things in their lives, it literally comes down to this simplicity. Oh, so I've covered a lot in this workshop, but I hope that this three-pronged approach, that this simple model is going to help you brainstorm on the unique ways that you connect, that you can communicate, and that you can receive from the zero, from that bigger and greater energy. I do have one-on-one coaching. So if you are awakened by this, if you're ignited by this, and you're like, I want to learn how to do this on a deeper level. I want some help on breaking through my blocks around being spiritually resourced and supported. Um, You can go to my website, thenumerologychick.com, and you can go to the services page to peruse the different options that I have. We don't just work with the zero, we also work with the numbers that are in your numerology chart. And that can be so helpful and really clarifying how you can feel more empowered, feel more clear, feel more confident in moving towards this next level in your life. Because the zero didn't just design us to co-create, the zero designed you with your own set of gifts, with your own calling, with your own superpowers, and your numerology chart can help you identify and clarify those things. I appreciate you so much, and I am sending you big love.